0: Good Sunday morning ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the Money Wise radio show brought to you by USA Wealth Group. Money Wise with the Money Guys. Folks, USA Wealth Group is such a fabulous company. They help make your retirement much better. They protect your assets and who better to do that than Ray Lance? Good morning.
1: Good morning Phil. Good morning ladies and gentlemen. Happy Sunday morning. Uh, we have so many interesting things happening in Greater New Bedford uh, over the last few days and few weeks, and the Charles W. Morgans in town, uh, something very special for people to see and visit, a lot of history. Yes. I guess it was 1941 that the Morgan was last here. That's right. It was a very long time ago. And
0: I, I had a historic broadcast from there yesterday. it uh, It was just magnificent.
1: Terrific. Well, it's a great weekend for enjoying things, and hopefully you can take part in some of that. Let me tell you what we do every Sunday morning. For those of you who are regular, steady listeners and those of you who are not, we want to show you things that you can do to help protect your family and to help protect your money. And that's what we do at USA Wealth Group. We're located on Fonts Corner Road, number 352. If you want to reach me or reach anyone in my office, you can call 508-998-8858. And we'll be most happy to send you information or to meet with you in person. So without further ado, we've got a lot to talk about today. Last week, we talked about the real estate market and what to do if you want to buy your house, what to do if you want to sell your house. Uh, Curb appeal was very important. And some of the things that we touched on last week just began to scratch the surface on the topic of how to finance the house. Let's Mm. assume you've made the decision to purchase your house. How do you pay for it? More specifically, how do you get a mortgage? And we're very privileged this morning. We have some very special people with us from Stonegate Mortgage Company. I'm going to introduce them in just a moment. But Mm -hmm. first, I'm going to remind you of a few things that my dear friend Ben Franklin said. He said... Early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Mm -hmm. And so thank you for rising early to listen to our show every (laughs) Sunday morning. You're much wiser for it. Yes, Oh, absolutely. And I believe in that philosophy, although it's a struggle some mornings, isn't it, Phil, to get out of bed?
0: Uh, Well, yes. (laughs) Well, you're you're probably
1: used to it as well. Let me begin this morning by telling you about uh, Stonegate Mortgage. It's a mortgage brokerage company. And let's assume you've made the decision to purchase a house, whether it's your first house or a second house or whatever. It doesn't make any difference. But Stonegate Mortgage is a mortgage brokerage company. Is that the right name, Tom, to describe as a mortgage brokerage company?
2: It is, yeah. Mortgage company's fine.
1: Okay. Let me introduce to you the owner of the company, Thomas Kwan, Q-U-A-N-N the third, hmm? And he's the founder and president of Stonegate Mortgage. Um, Actually born in historic New Bedford, you went to Westfield State College and studied business management. And Tom, I know that you've had more than 15 years' experience uh, as a mortgage originator, mortgage broker. That's correct, yep. And um, did you have to have any special training in college to do this? How did you get into the mortgage business?
2: Uh, I got into the mortgage industry uh, because a colleague of mine uh, was already in the industry, uh, he explained uh, you know the, the what he was doing, uh, and it interested me. Um, business management is something that I studied in school, and obviously I took some of that from school and apply it today at the at the workplace. Mm-hmm.
1: Good. Well, we're very pleased to have you here. Uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, Tom has also been featured in uh, Broker and Banker, which is a national finance magazine for his outstanding leadership. Uh, especially during the crisis we've had during the last number of years, during the mortgage meltdown process. The whole mortgage environment has really changed a a great deal, hasn't it, Tom?
2: It has, yeah. The landscape has drastically changed, yeah.
1: And I, I would venture to say that although mortgages can still be obtained, you have to be much more careful in particular now when you're qualifying somebody for a mortgage. The rules have changed. The environment has changed, hasn't it?
2: yeah the lending guidelines are a little bit more stringent. you know they may ask you for your first pair of walking shoes, maybe a blood sample mm-hmm.
1: a <laughs> <laughs> lean on your firstborn <laughs> We understand <laughs> but um, this this is why ladies and gentlemen it's very important to work with a mortgage professional because you can 't do it alone uh, anymore today. you just can 't. We also have with us this morning Grant Menard, uh, Vice president of sales for Stonegate mortgage and Uh, Grant, welcome to our show this morning. Good morning, Ray. And I know that uh, you were also born and raised in historic New Bedford, and you have uh, particular designations from the National Association of Review Appraisers and Mortgage Underwriters. Uh, What's an RMU and a CRA? Can you tell us what that means?
3: The abbreviations are exactly uh, for what you describe. so
1: it's a registered mortgage
3: underwriter. Okay. And the other one Mm -hmm.
1: is... uh, CRA? I'm not sure what CRA is, but... Credit credit Residential analysts. Okay, yeah. Credit Residential analysts. Okay. Yeah. And I know you have 17 years' experience in uh, originating mortgages. That is correct. And where are you based? Where is your office located?
3: We're down in Paden Aaron Village in okay. South Dartmouth,
1: Massachusetts. Whereabouts exactly? What's the address? On
3: Elm Street, 300 Elm Street.
1: Okay. What are you near? Is there a landmark near you if somebody knows?
3: We're adjacent to Hop's Realty Group.
1: Okay. Paden sure. Aaron Right near the Paden Aaron Bridge. Right near the bridge. Mm-hmm. Right near the bridge. Okay, so a lot of people know where that is, obviously. And the third uh, gentleman we have with us this morning is uh, David uh, Silvernail, who's uh, Vice President of Business Development for Stonegate Mortgage. Good morning, Ray. And you were born, um, I'm afraid to say you weren't born in New Bedford. You were born in Foxborough. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Massachusetts. (laughs) But uh, you went to the University of Massachusetts uh, in Boston. Yes, I did. And studied psychology. I think you need psychology today to understand where the lenders are coming from, don't you?
4: (laughs) Without question.
1: So it's a difficult environment. And um, how long have you been in the mortgage business, David?
4: Uh, Roughly 15 years.
1: 15 years. So we have a lot of experience here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, By my count, we have somewhere between 45 and 50 years of experience in the mortgage origination market. And I'd also mention that Stonegate Mortgage has, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You've got seven or eight other people working in your office, so you've got a fairly big operation. Yeah, we no Now, do you, um, back to you, Tom, um, the president and CEO of Stonegate? Do you operate in Rainham primarily for yourself?
2: I do now, yeah. I was in the Peyton Aram office, and then when we opened uh, the Rainham location in April of 2013, I went up there to help staff, train, and get it going.
1: Yep. Okay. Yep. And um, do, you, do you do mortgages in just Massachusetts, or do you do mortgages in other states? No,
2: we're licensed in several other states, yeah. Uh, Massachusetts, Connecticut, New Hampshire, Rhode Island.
1: Okay. Yep. So, for example, if somebody was interested in doing a mortgage on a vacation home, for example, in New Hampshire, is that something that you could work on?
2: Oh, absolutely, we could. Yep. Yeah.
1: Good. Now let's let's ask. Uh, let me ask you, and why don't you tell people how does somebody reach you? How does somebody reach your office if they have information they need to get? If, if they'd like to find out more about Stonegate, what's the best telephone number they should call?
2: Uh, very simple. You could call eight uh, four four Stonegate. Mm-hmm. Or if they wanted to reach us, you could also um, get online, and which is uh, www.stonegaterate.com. Either way, you'll be able to get a hold of us.
1: Okay, stonegaterate.com. Can you give me the telephone number once again? Is that an eight hundred number, by the way?
2: It is. Yeah, it's the new version of the of the eight hundreds, which is eight four four. So it's eight four four Stonegate.
1: Okay. I couldn't figure out all those letters and numbers in my head. So
2: <laughs> another one would be five zero eight. Five eight six seventy seven hundred.
1: Okay. Yeah. And if anybody can't remember these numbers, you can always get in touch with me. And, and most people, I think, know how to reach uh, me at USA Wealth Group. You can call my office, and would be happy to make a referral for you as well. So, let's talk about buying a house and getting a mortgage. Wonderful. And uh, let's talk about the different kinds of mortgages that are out there. First of all, um, I know that um, first thing that most people are interested in knowing is. Well, how much money do I need to put down to get a mortgage? And I guess there's different kinds of programs for that, aren't there? Grant, you want to tell us a little Uh, bit about mortgage types?
3: uh, Absolutely. So there's uh, your normal conventional loan, which typically requires 5% down. There's an FHA loan, which is a government loan, which has some added costs uh, for going through the government. Mm -hmm. If they're going to insure the loan, uh, the government wants to get paid for that. So those costs get rolled into the loan. Uh, once it's consummated, and then there's also an additional monthly charge of uh, insurance. It's called PMI.
1: Um, Which is uh, private mortgage insurance?
3: That's correct. And um, with the recent changes, that private mortgage insurance will now be on the life of the loan. So you would either have to sell the property or you would have to refinance out of a government loan into a new loan in order to get rid of that PMI.
1: But in order to refinance out, I guess you'd have to have paid down your mortgage perhaps more or put more money in so you can qualify for a different type of mortgage maybe?
3: Absolutely. In most situations, yes, um, which is why uh, the three of us have collectively tried to develop new mortgage products. We actually just ventured uh, into a, a new arrangement with Taunton Federal Credit Union. It's a, pro- a program we've developed together where we allow people to purchase uh Anywhere from a single family up to four units with no money down and no mortgage insurance for that specific reason.
1: Wow. And is, is that considered a conventional mortgage also?
3: It's not. It's a portfolio loan through the credit union itself, um, brokered through Stonegate Mortgage.
1: All right. So a portfolio loan, is, as far as I understand, means that the bank would keep that loan in their own portfolio. They wouldn't sell it to the secondary market, I guess. That's correct. So they, they hold it for their own investment. And so uh, tell me again, what bank is doing that?
3: Uh, That's through us, Stonegate Mortgage, and it's um, the lender on the loan, who they will receive their bill from, will be taught in Federal Credit Union. They're backing the program for us. Wow,
1: that's really interesting. That's that's very creative. We're trying to keep it local. So that's a no-money-down conventional loan, Um, no PMI. And you partner that loan, but the origination starts with you. Somebody makes an application through Stonegate.
2: That's correct, yeah. And that's, that's not just a purchase loan 100%, but that's also a cash-out. So if somebody's looking to do home improvements, um, you know, whether it's uh, home improvements, uh, money for college, uh, mm. they will allow 100% cash-out refinance wow. uh, on a single-family condo or three to four unit.
1: Now, I assume somebody has to have fairly good credit to qualify for such a loan.
2: Decent credit. I mean, the primary thing with that portfolio lender is the, you know, ideally the property's got to be located in Bristol County.
1: Okay, so yep. Bristol County, no money in Rhode Island. Is there a particular credit score that somebody might need to have to qualify for a loan like that?
2: Yeah, 640. 640?
1: Yeah. Wow. I've never heard of that before. That's that's really amazing. I'm very, very impressed with that.
2: Yeah. Years ago, they had some products that were similar to that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we're starting to see, like I said, you mentioned earlier that uh, – you know the, the underwriting was a little bit more stringent and, and tight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know things. I, I'm not going to say are starting to unwind, um, but when you have banks come up with programs like this, it, it does help some people. So
1: here's a question I wanted to ask. Obviously, when somebody applies for a mortgage loan, um, their credit is run. They their credit is checked to make sure they pay their bills on time. They have a fairly decent or you know minimum size FICO score or credit score. Um, is it typical to, just before the loan closes, to check the credit again? Because I heard that last week. It, it
2: can. It can happen, absolutely. Yeah, depending mm-hmm. on how old the credit is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So or if maybe they've seen, uh, they do, uh, what's it called, the QRM? Yes. The The uh which is they're basically just checking to make sure no other loans or, or liens were, were open prior to closing.
1: Okay. Yep. Yeah. Very interesting. And... Um, When we had uh, Linda Hops on uh, last week, one of the things she said is a mistake that some people make is they have their mortgage loan approved, and then just before it actually closes and they buy their house, they go out and they buy a bunch of furniture at a furniture store, and they put it on their credit card bill, (laughs) and it runs up their credit card bill, and then at the last minute, sometimes certain lenders will do a credit check again, and all of a sudden, they don't qualify for the loan because they've, they've worsened their credit by making a large purchase just before they buy their house.
2: Yeah, great point, Ray. Uh, it happens. You know, people get excited. Uh, they want to get out there. They want to start shopping and, and furnishing that house. But again, you want to wait till you know, the loan is consummated. It's done. You have the keys. You're in the okay. house. Um, Good. Before you start so messing talked, around with the credit. Yeah. We
1: talked about that last week, and I, just, I thought it was so important. I wanted to remind people about that again this week that... Yeah. When you have your loan approved, don't run out and start to buy things until after you buy your house.
2: Yeah, right, right.
1: <laughs> so try to remember that. Yeah.
2: Another tip I can give you, too, is sure. don't move money around prior to closing. You know, okay. You've provided the lender with several bank statements, so they kind of know where everything's situated. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we'll have prior to a closing somebody saying, well, you know, I've moved this money from this account to that account, and it just makes underwriting a lot more complicated. Okay. So you want to sit tight. Once you apply, sit tight, close.
1: So another very good hint so conventional mortgages we've talked about, um, I've always thought in the past, uh, David, maybe you can answer a question for me, that if um, you did a conventional loan, you might get a better rate if you had, say, a 20% down payment. Is that still largely the case today? Do you Ye- get a better rate if you have more of a down payment to put down?
4: Yes, it is indeed. Um, any mortgage that you get conventionally that is 80% of the equity of the home, what we mm-hmm. call loan-to-value. Uh, 80% or less is really the sweet spot that the investors are looking for. Okay. The uh, the risk associated with that is less, mm-hmm. and therefore that translates into a lower rate.
1: Okay. And uh, what about FHA loans? FHA loans are government-insured, but they don't require as much of a down payment either, do
4: they? They require a smaller down payment. Yes, they do. Um, typically, the FHA loans are 3.5% down. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue or... With an FHA loan, uh, you get a, typically you do get a lower rate uh, associated with it but that, you have to carry that insurance, but you do have to carry the insurance, and the FHA programs are designed to allow for higher debt to income ratios okay for the borrowers, so you can have somebody with a little bit um, lower credit score who makes a little bit less money than they would qualify for a conventional loan, mm-hmm. um, and that 's where FHA and the government comes in to you know, make home ownership available to a wider rate of
1: Okay, and then I guess if you're a veteran, you can have a special 100% finance loans as well with uh, no down payment at all.
4: Yes, and uh, the Veterans Association Administration um, also does not charge a monthly mortgage insurance premium or private mortgage insurance on that.
1: So that's very special if you're a veteran. And I guess you would have to have some kind of a certificate of eligibility or something, don't you? Isn't that what it's called?
4: Yes, it is a certificate of eligibility. Um, And those veterans who have uh, been discharged for uh, disability uh, typically don't have to pay the funding fee. Uh, There's a funding fee associated with a veteran's loan, um, roughly 2.15%, and that gets rolled into the loan up front. But uh, if you've been injured in the line of service, then uh, you don't have to pay that. It's quite right. a good program for veterans.
1: Good. So if if you're listening today and you are a veteran, um, make sure you look into the, the benefits of doing a VA loan because you can do that with no down payment, less cost, fewer, lower cost, no private mortgage insurance, a lot of good benefits for doing that. You'd still have to be able to demonstrate appropriate income and, you know, debt to income ratios to qualify for the loan, I assume. That'd be right...
3: Yes, absolutely. Uh, It it should also be noted that on VA loans, on the refinance side, they're one of the few institutions that allow up to 90% cash out. Um, So uh, it's going to allow you to get more of the equity in your home um, at a reduced cost instead of... uh, uh, typically, uh, if, you, if you're not VA eligible, you'd have to get an equity line in order to reach those loan-to-values. So, yeah.
1: Okay. So when we say cashed out, it means you have an existing house already, but you need to take more money out for whatever reason, whether it's financing a college education or home improvements and things like that. That's that, correct. <coughs> that's a cash-out loan. Yep. Okay. Um, I've had a reasonable amount of experience in the past. I've done a lot of real estate closings over the years, um, by the way, Tom. Uh, Tom is uh, smiling at me, ladies and gentlemen. You're, you're looking at a radio smile right now <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of these questions yeah. I'm asking without looking at notes because I have had a lot of experience. Yeah,
2: you know, we um, can tell, yeah. yeah.
1: My, my first job in the um, community here was at Prescott, Bullard, and McLeod. And I closed five loans a day, five days a week. (laughs) And in between times, I searched titles. Not your first rodeo. (laughs) I did a a few thousand real estate closings uh, in my lifetime.
2: (laughs) Well, that experience serves you well, Brian. Yeah, it does. Thank you very much. And your clients.
1: Um, Tell us again the website for Stonegate Mortgage. If somebody wants to know more about the programs that you offer, the people who work for you, What's, what's the website for Stonegate?
2: Sure, Ray. It's uh, www.stonegaterate.com.
1: Okay. And gentlemen, I really appreciate you being here, but there's one thing that I have to tell you that we haven't done today so far, Phil. I was waiting. Is this, is this the time? This is the time. This <laughs> is one of those times. <laughs> so for uh, 10 points, Phil, yeah. and the clock is ticking... Uh, What famous Greek philosopher said this? There is only a finger's difference between a wise man and a fool. That was the Colonel Kentucky Fried Chicken. No, but this this Greek philosopher lived in a little cave for a while. Oh, oh, Homer? No, no. no. no, no. Begins with a D. Uh, Let's see, Diogenes. Oh,
0: Diogenes. He put the stones in 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 his mouth, and oh, I remember him very well. Do you go back
1: that far, Phil? Well, you need to pay more attention, Phil, is all I can tell you. So. <laughs> I, that's, that's right, I do. his, his one from, I'm going to have to give you this name because we can't pronounce it. Neither you nor I have been able to pronounce the name of Epictetus. That's a hard one to pronounce. Get that on your visa. <laughs> so Epictetus said, we have two ears and one mouth so that we can listen twice as much as we speak. Is that saying that old? Oh my gosh! But that that wouldn't apply to you because you're on the radio, so you have to speak. No, I'm just kidding. Obviously, you have to listen a great deal. Obviously, with what you do, well, you you have us here very well. You do that very (laughs) well indeed. You as well. Well, we're very pleased uh, this morning to have uh, Stonegate Mortgage with us, and um, I guess about one third of your staff are here today. Actually, maybe 25 percent of your staff are here today. Um, We couldn't possibly have everyone here. Um, But we have Tom and Dave and Grant with us. Uh, Tom is the president and CEO. And um, we're going to come back in a few minutes. We're going to talk a little bit more about what's a jumbo loan um, and what is USDA. I think of USDA as something you stamp on a piece of meat. U.S. Department of Agriculture. Does that stand for U.S. Department of Agriculture, Mm -hmm. Grant? Yes, it does. So, does the Department of Agriculture have loans also? Uh,
3: they uh, do blend in rural areas.
1: Oh, does Dartmouth qualify for a rural area for it those most kinds of loans? certainly does. Thankfully. That's what I thought because we're a large farming community here.
3: Uh, also, a Cushnet uh, is another local area.
1: All right, I want to come back to that in a minute, but I want to remind everybody that you're listening to Money Wise on Sunday mornings. And remind you also that when it comes to retirement planning, if you would like a free guide called Baby Boomer's Guide to Social Security or if you would like information on the Medicare program, we've got some wonderful handouts we would be happy to provide you. Give us a call at 508-998-8858, and we're happy to provide that information to you with no obligation to do anything else other than to say, please send me a report. We will be right back after a short break.
0: you guys are good
3: no you you got that voice, have the voice yeah, <laughs> no. you yet <understand>, no <coughs> it's definitely a talent there's no doubt about it oh,
1: thank you Phil has the golden Greek voice
2: yep <laughs> that's a restaurant right? that's it
0: <laughs> all set
1: we are you guys feel free to talk programs Ladies and
0: gentlemen, welcome back to USA Wealth Group's Money Wise radio show with the money guys. You know, helping make your retirement better is truly their goal. And Ray Lance, nobody does it better than you.
1: Well, thank you very much, Phil. And thank you for listening every week, ladies and gentlemen. We're always thrilled to be here. And hopefully uh, our mission is to explain something and teach something that will be useful to you in your life and your Household uh, with your family. Our mission is very simple. We want to show you how to protect your family and how to protect your money. And that's our mission. That's our goal. Thank you for listening. Uh, You can reach me anytime at 508-998-8858. This morning, however, we're very privileged to have with us a gentleman representing Stonegate Mortgage. And they're mortgage brokers. And when it comes time to buy a house or refinance a house, you need to have professionals at your side helping you with that. So, we have with us Tom Quinn, who's the founder and president of Stonegate Mortgage, Grant Menard, who's a vice president of sta- sales for Stonegate Mortgage, and David Silvernail, who's vice president of business development for Stonegate Mortgage. And welcome back, gentlemen.
3: Thanks. Good morning, Ray.
1: And uh, Grant, tell us uh, the telephone number that we can use to reach you. Your office is in Payden Aram. That's correct. So the local number is 508-586-7700. Do you ever have people who come to you and say, I'm interested in buying a house, but I'd like to make sure whether I can qualify for a mortgage? Do you do pre-approvals for people? Uh, We do.
3: In fact, that's probably the most important part of our process. And it's also... uh, we don't have a very large staff, but what we have is a knowledgeable staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the people working for us, and, and in fact, uh, just some of the other people uh, on the list in front of you there, Donna McKenna uh, and Kenneth Kudo, have over 20 years' experience writing loans. So we don't pull your typical loan officer over to work at Stonegate Mortgage. But uh, what we do uh, have them do is probably a good hour-long conversation with the borrower. We call it our purchase spiel. Mm-hmm. But, um it's an informative process that uh, will help shed some light on all the aspects of buying a home. Um, there's a lot of categories that most banks and mortgage companies we've felt over the years have left out of the process, uh, such as explaining to them the additional costs not necessarily associated with the bank, like escrows of taxes and insurance. Um, so that's what we do. We, we we take it from start to finish. And in fact, every one of the loan officers, myself included, will do the loan from the beginning to the end, underrated ourselves, and show up at the closing. It's kind of a unique process, but uh, that hand-holding goes a long way, and we get a good positive response from our clients
1: uh, because of it. I know one of the things I've seen lately is I've seen houses advertised for sale where it mentions right in the ad that they really only want to see people who are pre-qualified for financing, uh, both, I guess, because they don't want to waste their time and because some sellers just don't want people t- trooping through their houses if they're not really qualified to be a buyer in the first place.
3: Absolutely, yeah. Because that landscape has changed so much and lending has become more difficult, uh, they really want that pre-approval in hand. And that's what we do. We take the time to sit down with the clients and and go through that process, but more importantly, collect the appropriate documentation so that they really truly are a cash buyer
1: out in today's market. So the number one message on this particular point is try to get pre-qualified for your mortgage ahead of time. It puts you in a much better, stronger uh, much stronger position negotiating as a buyer, if you're buying a house, to know that you've already got your mortgage approved. You can now approach the seller and say, I'm already pre-approved for financing. You should listen to my offer. That would make sense, wouldn't it?
2: Oh, it absolutely would. <clears throat> and what Grant was saying, too, you know, when, when, a, when a consumer would call in, you know, to most banks, I think the loan officer has the same approach, which is, you know, what is your name? What is your social? And, and, and hopefully try to get some, you know, something out of that. What we do is prior to starting to cultivate information is we give them an education, You know, as Grant was saying, we spend a good 45 minutes to an hour on the phone with them, Mm -hmm. educating them on several topics. It's all pre-written. It's well-rehearsed from us. Uh, Topics like we were talking about earlier on the show, different loan types, Uh, you know, uh, the difference between PMI and LPMI, Uh, the purchase and sales agreement, something that uh, typically a borrower would have a conversation with either their attorney or their realtor, uh, we're already laying the groundwork for that and giving Great. them kind of a topographical view about it. Excellent. Just so that when they go to their realtor or their attorney, that maybe they can ask you know some more in-depth questions. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about settlement costs. You know, the three things that you got to bring uh, to settlement: closing costs, uh, uh, down payment escrows. How to eliminate two of those three things, um, and then also something that's important to us is m- making sure we explain to them. Uh, some other things that come out of their pocket even prior to closing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's something that we do on every single purchase transaction prior to even initiating the pre-approval process.
1: Okay, so I have just one question. What's a SOCH? (laughs) social
2: security number oh good that's what i thought it might be just mortgage lingo acronyms
1: (laughs) david let me ask you um, a couple of questions Um, i know you're uh, vice president for business uh, development does that mean do you actually talk to people yourself about applying for mortgages in the process yes i do so you're fully involved in the whole process as well
4: yes indeed Um, as vice president of business development i came from a different background uh, than tom and grant i Mm kind of add some different uh, tools to the to the equation here at Stonegate. Uh, I worked in the wholesale lending industry for 12 years, uh, which means that Tom and Grant were my clients. They were brokers, and I was an investor. Uh, And I would visit them every day and review their applications that they had, uh, underwrite them with them, and try and convince them to use my company's money. Um, So I have a lot of relationships in the secondary market, which is where we get our funds for these closings. And um, the secondary
1: market is the market where... You will put through a mortgage, but then somebody ultimately is going to buy that mortgage, and that keeps the investment money flowing. Yes, so more people can get mortgages.
4: Yes, good. Um, And with that experience, I have a lot of relationships in the secondary market, uh, which allows me to you know really reach out and I I speak the investors' language, Mm -hmm. um, and it's my job to find the right programs, the right lenders, you know, to help Stonegate provide a better service to our clients.
1: Well, this is really a very strong, incredible mix of talents that you have on your team, I would say, Tom, because with that, I mean, you know what investors are looking for who are going to be buying the mortgages. You're now working on this innovative conventional loan program with no money down. You understand FHA loans and veterans loans. Uh, What's a jumbo loan? Tell me about a jumbo loan.
2: A jumbo loan uh, traditionally is categorized by any Loan amount over four hundred and seventeen thousand traditionally uh, if you 're looking to get a conventional loan, the magic number for Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac is four seventeen and below. so once you go over that mark theoretically you 're considered jumbo mm-hmm. so the down payment requirements a little bit more underwriting uh, you know a little bit tougher um, than a conventional product let's say
1: okay. Have you ever done a jumbo loan situation where Maybe you'll do a conventional first mortgage for four fifteen or four seventeen, but you'll do like an equity line on top of that without doing it as an actual total jumbo mortgage.
2: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, great point, Ray. Uh, yeah, that's we call that on our end, uh, piggyback. Piggyback. You know, yeah, yeah. Piggy <laughs> bank or piggyback? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> piggyback loan. Piggy yeah, back yeah, loan. Yeah, piggyback loan. Piggyback. yeah. I like. So that. you're combining a you know a traditional first mortgage with uh, you know a second mortgage, and that could be a fixed second mortgage, or that could also be a home equity line of credit.
1: So that's another possibility. I can remember from my days of closing residential loans where sometimes people would do blanket mortgages because maybe they've got their house on the market for sale, they've got a lot of equity in it, but they haven't sold it yet. But they really want to buy this new house and get started. Yeah, do, do, you, do, do they do that anymore today?
2: N- not with us, no. Okay, no.
1: So that that probably went the way of the, the camel or something, I suppose. <laughs> well, I <laughs> think
3: banks have <laughs> tried to eliminate that risk. At least okay. from what we see.
1: Because now they have a mortgage on two properties, don't they? Yeah. And they have to be sure you're going to sell your your first mortgage. Okay, well, that answers some questions I'm sure some people might have. Um, One of the things that I've told people uh, when they're thinking about buying a house is the first thing they should do is check their own credit. And if you want to get in touch with me, um, Ray Lance, at some point, I can tell you the websites to go to, the telephone numbers to call, and I, I assume you folks can do the same thing. But people ought to know what their own credit is, what their own credit score is. And when you do it yourself as an individual, it doesn't do anything to negatively impact your credit score, for example. Uh, Once a year, you're entitled to get a free credit score from all the three major credit reporting bureaus. And if you find out there's mistakes, uh, you can get those mistakes corrected. So the time to do some of these things is maybe before you're actually applying for a mortgage. Pull your credit. Get your credit reports, look at it carefully, make sure they're accurate. If they're not, you can contest it. Uh, You can send in certified mail letters as ways to do that. I can uh, explain that to folks. And you can get errors corrected. If they don't respond within a certain period of time, they have to delete it from your credit report if there are negative things on there that aren't accurate. And then there's some very specific things you can do to improve your FICO score, your credit score. And one simple one only I'm going to mention right now is If you have credit cards, let's say you have three credit cards, and they're each for $5,000. If you've got a $4,000 credit balance on those cards, you've only got $1,000 of available credit. So if you can find a way to pay those credit cards down so they're below $2,500, so you're utilizing less than half of the total credit that's available to you, that will dramatically increase your credit score. It'll take you you know, 30, 60 days before that gets accomplished. But you can improve your credit score by paying down your credit cards so that the amount you owe on the card is less than half of what the total available credit is. I won't say more about that right now because I don't want to take too much away from our special guest who are here from Stonegate Mortgage. Uh, David, can you give us, again, the website and the telephone number that people can use to reach you, find folks?
4: Yes, of course. Our website is www.stonegaterate.com, and our local phone number is 508-586-7700.
1: And you've got offices both in uh, Rainham?
4: And Peyton Arum.
1: And Peyton Aram. What's the address of the office in uh, Peyton Arum?
4: 300 Elm Street. It's located near the Payton Aram Bridge and uh, right next to Hops Realty.
1: Okay. And what about Rainham? What's the address in Rainham?
4: Uh, our, our address in Rainham is 10 Commerce Way, Suite 1.
1: Okay. And where's that? Where's, Com- where's Commerce Way?
4: It's very, very um, easy to get to. It's mm-hmm. at the intersection of Route 24 and Route 44. Um, okay. Sure. Right off the highway.
1: Yep. Great. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're thinking about buying a house, educate yourself, first of all. Uh, visit their offices, call them, look at their website for Stonegate Mortgage, StoneGateRate.com. See, even I can remember that now (laughs) without looking at anything. Um, Let me ask you a question, Tom. Um, Have you seen people purchasing homes using reverse mortgages?
2: Uh, We we don't do reverse mortgages ourselves.
1: So if you don't do reverse mortgages and somebody is interested, you can just give them my phone number and I'll put them in touch with the right folks. And we... We've done a number of those uh, through our office as well, working with some other people. Uh, We've actually done a few of those for somebody who's 62 years of age and older. Um, They want to buy a house, they can do a reverse mortgage. And um, instead of having um, no mortgage on the house, uh, they can do a reverse mortgage to maybe put down a fairly large down payment, but have a reverse mortgage for the balance and have no mortgage payments to make. What's a typical term today, uh, Grant?
3: i say your typical term is a 30-year fixed loan. Still 30 years yeah. is fairly
1: standard? Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, do you have many people who come in and say, I'd like to do a 15-year loan because I want to pay it off early and have no debt?
3: Recently, yes. I mean, rates are at a 65-year low still currently. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, that low interest rate market is allowing more people to get down into those shorter terms and save interest over the life of the loan by taking either a 10 or a 15-year.
1: Okay. I'd like to come back for a minute to the USDA Mortgage. That's sure. a, that's U.S. Department of Agriculture. Is that mostly for farms?
3: Uh, it's not. It's, uh, we do normal homes that are, you know, in a Kushnit, Dartmouth, there's uh, several areas. The USDA has a site that you can go on and uh, input the address of the property that you're looking to purchase, and it will tell you whether or not it's in a USDA-approved area.
1: Hmm. Is that a better type of loan than a conventional loan, for example, or, or how does it differ from a conventional loan?
3: Well, it can be better because it allows for no money down. Okay. Uh, but there are some income requirements for it. Uh, there are limits to how much money you can make uh, as a couple or individually in order to qualify for a USDA loan.
1: So it sounds like you have to have lower income and not higher income. Uh, it depends on the area. Okay. Hmm. Well, you don't have any papers in front of you, so I won't ask you to try to do this from memory, but if you know, um, for example, if you had a couple making $50,000 combined, is it possible they might qualify for a USDA loan?
3: Most certainly. Yeah, ty- typically you'll see, you know, 50000 to under a hundred is, is probably the sweet spot, at least in our local area of Bristol County.
1: Okay. Hmm. You know, I, I bet most people listening today have never heard of a USDA loan, Department of Agriculture loan.
3: Yeah, that's, that's one of the things that we do uh, after we have gone over all the uh, items of the purchase, mm-hmm. purchase sales agreement, the contract, is we'll talk about the loan products with the borrower, and uh, we'll try and exhaust all our efforts to find the best product for them okay. and well, the that's lowest one. rate.
1: And how does the interest rate on a USDA loan compare with uh, conventional? Are they pretty close to the same, or are they different? They're usually lower and comparable to the VA uh, rates as well. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. You know, this is something I'm, I'm learning something new today that I always didn't know. Do. Yes, <laughs> uh, I mean I've heard of farmers' home loans and so forth. And I, I always thought that those programs were aimed strictly at farmers, but this is not apparently. No. So, a cushion at Dartmouth, Westport. So, certain areas in those towns might qualify for a USDA loan. That's
3: mm-hmm. correct. In fact, the whole towns, the, or at least the, the ones that you mentioned, are do qualify. So. Do
1: they do jumbo USDA loans? No, no. <laughs> Just that <laughs> answer. They I'd do do jumbo VA loans.
3: <laughs> jumbo VA loans, however, yeah. Really, you can yeah. do a
1: jumbo VA loan. Correct. Wow. Well, I have many friends who are veterans, and um, my son and I are both members of the local Greater New Bedford Marine Corps League. And so, if uh, some of those individuals are listening today, uh, pay attention. You should look into whether you qualify for a veterans loan. Um, this is really interesting. I, I'm learning stuff that I never knew before. You bet. Um, let me ask you what the difference is between a, a loan commitment and a conditional approval because I know people mix this up. So they apply for a loan initially, and then they get you're approved for a loan conditionally. That's not the same thing as a commitment, I guess, is it? No,
2: yeah, there's, there's a big difference. So when somebody applies for a loan, you, you know you ship your paperwork back and forth to a loan officer, Uh, they'll submit it to their underwriter or to their investor. The loan gets conditionally approved, okay? So it's basically the bank saying, look, we're we're willing to give you this money, but you need to meet these 10, 15, 5 requirements in order for us to do it. Uh, A um, a mortgage contingency date on the purchase and sale, a mortgage commitment uh, means that the lender is committing to lend. Okay. Yeah, not committing to still work with the borrower. So what we see a lot is... um, you know, loan officers providing real estate agents a conditional approval right. with the words commitment on top of it and them thinking that they're okay with their mortgage contingency date. What we do at Stonegate is we'll submit the loan, we'll get it conditionally approved, and then we work like son of a guns to get that all the conditions cleared so that the loan is cleared to close by that mortgage contingency date because okay. by the letter of the law it needs to be right you need to have a commitment to lend sure, right. not just a commitment just to still work with the borrowers mm-hmm.
1: can you get a commitment to lend before the appraisal is done
2: how would the bank know what the collateral is worth exactly are they going to commit to lend on okay it? no
1: so if somebody is shopping for a mortgage and they have this piece of paper that says conditional approval that's not quite the same thing as an actual commitment
2: not at all no no. And
1: I wonder if I wonder if some of the lawyers and some of the real estate brokers listening would be aware of that.
2: You know, it's funny. You know, be, as we talked about earlier, you know, we're licensed in uh, several different states, and, and people operate differently in those states, mm-hmm. and they even operate differently here in Massachusetts. Uh, there are some attorneys that we work with, some real estate agents that we work with that fully understand what's required of everybody you know involved in the loan um, regarding that mortgage contingency date, and they're uh, unfortunately. You know, there's a lot of real estate agents and, and attorneys who, or and loan officers, who don't care about that date mm-hmm. or don't know what it means. And so, like I said, what we do is we clear that file to close prior to the mortgage contingency. It has to be. It protects the consumer's deposit.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's this is a very important point for anybody listening. If you're buying a house, um, you need to be really working with a team that would include not only your real estate broker and realtor, but also your mortgage agent. So that when you get this piece of paper, you need to be paying very close attention to the date that's in your contract. And if you have a conditional approval and that's not a commitment, don't think you have a commitment. And if you have a date in your contract that says you have to get your mortgage commitment by a certain date, don't mistake the fact that you've got a conditional approval and that's not a commitment. Make sure that your broker is working with you to extend the date so that you have enough time to get your actual mortgage commitment.
2: Yeah. And that's something that we do too, you know, is we'll talk with the real estate agents and try to set the transaction up for success. Mm -hmm. Uh, Meaning, you know, if you sign a purchase and sales agreement, say, you know, January 1st with a closing date, say February 15th, you want that mortgage contingency date to be tucked up about two weeks prior to the the closing date. Sure. And there's reasons for that. You don't want a lot of air in between those dates Um, and you want to give your loan officer and the borrower, you know, time to fulfill Mm -hmm. all the things that the underwriter's asking of them.
1: And most buyers and sellers, I suspect, would work together if there was some misunderstanding about that point, but not always. And somebody on the selling side could be unscrupulous, or maybe they have a higher offer. And if you don't make the date for your mortgage commitment, and you think you have one, but you don't, Um, you could forego your deposit. You could end up losing your deposit. That's a great point, Ray. Absolutely. So buying and selling a house is a very serious business. We're talking primarily on the buying side today, and we're we're dealing with professionals from Stonegate Mortgage who understand these differences. And that's why uh, I always urge people to work with realtors and to work with a, a trained professional mortgage broker who knows what they're doing. I know enough to be dangerous <laughs> and I wouldn't attempt to do that kind of work uh, because I, I specialize in other things. So work, work with a good mortgage broker when you're uh, doing this kind of business. What are some of the other important things you can think of uh, or have we covered most of them? I, I think the difference between the mortgage contingency, uh, with the mortgage contingency, the difference between the conditional approval and the loan commitment is a, a very important message for people today. And... Um, You know, I thank you for talking about that particular topic.
4: You're
1: welcome. What do you you see is happening in the market? Do you think rates are going to go up? Is this a good time for people to lock in rates and try to buy now?
3: Uh, We've been in a rising rate environment since August of 2012, so we always err on the the side of caution. From what we see at Stonegate, um, that trend is going to continue. The government has stopped buying mortgage-backed securities and bonds uh, at an aggressive rate, so what's happening is you're seeing those rates slowly tick up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, on any given day, there might be a little peak or a valley where you can get someone a slightly lower rate than you're seeing advertised in the paper. Uh, but that's at an extreme rarity nowadays. Mm-hmm. So usually we, we tell people, let us know the second you find that property and you have uh, have an ag- agreement in place and a signed purchase and sales agreement so that we can lock in that rate so it can never be any worse than that rate. But you wanted um, some information on, on how we differ We do differ because we are a little bit more flexible than just walking into a bank or a credit union. How we differ is once the client is locked in, we do have that flexibility to lock them in again at a lower interest rate if the market should change. We have contractual obligations with our investors. So we get paid the same whether it's a 2% mortgage rate or a 10% mortgage rate. So our goal in finance isn't to try and give you a higher rate. It's actually just the opposite. So you
1: get the lowest possible rate. That's really good news. Well, we're going to wrap up today. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We've been um, very privileged to have uh, Tom Kwan with us, who's the founder and president of Stonegate Mortgage, uh, Grant Menard, and David Silvernail. And once again, give us – David, why don't you give us your email – not your email, your website address.
4: On the web, we can be found at www.stonegaterate.com. And the local number is? 508-586-7700.
1: So ladies and gentlemen, don't put off buying. Rates are likely to go up in the future and not go down. Um, This is a great time to buy a house. This is a great time to refinance your house if you have a need to do that and to lock in better rates. Thank you, gentlemen, for being with us.
2: Yes, thank you, Ray. Thanks for the opportunity, Ray.
1: Continued good success. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to Money Wise. And give us a call anytime at 508-998-8858. Have a wonderful Sunday. And we look forward to
0: being back with you next Sunday morning, 8 to 9 o'clock, right here on AM 1420 WBSM, the home of the Money Guys radio show.